And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, Senor. There he is, the white flag. Yeah, jeez. I'll explain in a second. Dimly lit room, etc., etc. And today, to kick off a brand new week, pregnant with possibilities. Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Mm, tough choice on a Monday. Always is. I was thinking of the decline and fall of the Democratic Party. I have such interesting stuff. Uh, but let's go with playoff baseball. Okay. I attended some over the weekend. We'll talk about that later. Very, very exciting. How y'all doing? You excited about a new week, huh? This is the week it all comes together. No. Or this is the week you get marched to your car in a card with a cardboard box and all your belongings. You don't you know. know. Some days it's hard to choose which one you'd like better. Yeah, maybe it'd be a good thing. You don't know. Yeah. Okay, Actually, good. It's, it's funny you should mention that. The decline and fall of the Democratic Party thing, one of the key elements of that is somebody getting fired from a job and ending up in a much better place. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. just as a sidelight there. Oh, my child care person didn't show today. And uh, so I was hanging around, trying to call and text and figure out what's going on, and then... Finally just left, got a hold of her, everything's fine now. And she's a responsible person, she's overslept. But um, I got that whole, like, rushing, 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 rushing thing, Ah. and then you get to your plane, or whatever, and then, like, calming down to the, okay, this this is it now. This is just regular life now. Right, I can slow down, everything's fine, everything's fine. Or it's as good as it's going to be. I mean, there's no reason to have your heart rate at 150 right now, nothing is going to change. Right. You know, uh, another possible general manager this morning might have been Southwest Airlines, which oh, yeah. canceled almost 30% of its flights over the weekend. So I was in texting conversation yesterday with someone who was uh, trapped in Las Vegas with thousands and thousands of other people. Because <clears throat> it was a big weekend in Las Vegas, fight, uh, big giant fight, Raiders game, all that sort of stuff. Tens of thousands of people at the airport. No flights, because almost everybody's flying Southwest. No nice. rental cars, because they disappeared very quickly. And uh, there was just, and there was no way. For instance, there was not a single flight to California, none. Wow. Um, and just tens of thousands of people just like trying to figure out what they were going to do, and it was that way all over the country. Now, have you nailed down what's going on? Southwest kept blaming it on the weather and uh, t- uh, air traffic control issues, but um, the FAA said well, uh, we've had like practically no issues. Yeah. Well, as I followed this throughout the day, it would seem these stories changed from time okay. to time so weather didn't work because people kept saying uh i live here and it's fine or how come all the other airlines are flying so then it went to some sort of air traffic control issue the internet the twitter world believes it's uh mandatory vaccinations for uh pilots and crew and enough people said no i ain't doing it no showed that it caused a crisis but they don't want to publicize that and i don't know if that's true or not that's what the twitter world believes is going on. Hmm. But there were thousands and thousands of flights yesterday, leaving all kinds of destination towns for people that were stranded there. And, uh, you know, that could be pretty damaging to your brand. You know, I just, uh, one of our beloved listeners uh, sent us this. It's from one of your ultra right wing websites. So I'm, I'm not sure, uh, about its veracity, but, uh, 1800 plus Florida flights reportedly canceled due to vax mandate sick out. Yeah, so like I said, I don't have any idea how accurate that is. But but it wasn't the the weather thing was a lie. Right. Clearly a lie. 
Oh, my God. And then so I was following some of the Twitter threads. Uh, and if this happened to you, you know, text us. What was uh, your experience like? 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. So if you called Southwest, so you, you get to your gate. You're in Las Vegas or Dallas or you went to a ball game or whatever you did. And it's Sunday and you're going to go back home. You, you go to the airport. You're there on time. You go to the gate and the flight's canceled. Um, nobody's there to help you. Then you call the 800 number, and they will say, uh, you were in line. The, the next available agent will be in two hours. No. Two hours Wolf. or more to, to try to get anybody on the phone, and there's nobody at the airport to talk to. So everybody was completely in the dark, like, what do you mean there's no flight? Wow. And nobody there to explain why. Oh, my God, I'm glad I wasn't at the airport, especially with kids dealing with that. Well, and once you get somebody on the line two hours later, I'm sure what they tell you is, yeah, there are no flights. Yeah, exactly. So everything's it did, canceled. It did doing good, but nobody even had the slightest idea why. You just show up and your flight's gone, and there's no way to talk to any human being. Your call is very important to <laughs> yes. us. Please stay on hold, and the first yeah. available representative will take your call. Do, do, so, do, 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 there were a lot of memes like that yesterday. Your call is very important to us. Sometime later today, we will talk to you. <laughs> if, if you're we, lucky... <laughs> <laughs> Chimney, what a nightmare. Oh, yeah, what Wait. a mess. And that's, that's it. If it was around the whole vaccine thing, that'll be kind of interesting. Actually, if it wasn't, they're in bigger trouble than if it was. Because if it was about the whole vaccine thing, I think some people will understand, okay, that's a one-off. This is an interesting political football. If it wasn't and it was just floundering. It's uh, some just sort. an airline that can't run itself. Yeah, exactly. That'd break, yeah, that you know, They might want to rethink things, and instead of covering up the vaccine story, promote that because i think people would say oh all right i get that it sucks and you got to figure it out but boy and there's no worse place to be stuck than las vegas because when it's time to go it's time to go now i mean you just <laughs> no, can't like, yeah. wait to leave like, <laughs> earlier last night it was time to go yeah <laughs> when yeah. it's time to go oh geez there's nothing worse than being stuck at an airport and everybody's surly Ugh. and everybody's trying to get on every bit of transportation to go somewhere and just uh uh yikes god i'm stressed even thinking about it i know have to figure out what happened there um i don't know what that's going to do to their stock uh big story last week was you know mandates work well maybe they didn't work for uh southwest airlines did you see the story in 60 minutes last night about deep fakes we'll have to talk about that later that's pretty interesting yeah, i think we've been way ahead of the curve on this show yeah, obviously, you know, we could only post videos at the website for you to to watch. We've talked about it a great deal, but uh, yeah, we we were on this stuff a year ago. It's kind of funny that Tom Cruise was featured on the sixty Minutes thing last night because he was at the ball game that I was at Saturday night, the Giants game. Tom Cruise was there, real Tom Cruise, or was it a deep fake? And the the funny thing is, like my my eleven year old son never heard of Tom Cruise, no idea who he is. So sure. you know, such as being an aging actor because you might be the big, biggest biggest movie star in the world, and he is. Doesn't mean an 11 year old has any idea who you are. You're a 60 year old man. But my son, who'd never heard of Tom Cruise in his life, he's at the ball game, everybody cheering, and then featured on 60 Minutes, which we watched together last night. And he was like, oh, Tom Cruise character. What is, is he keep popping up in my life? I don't know what's yeah. going on here. <laughs> yeah. That was interesting. You know, Tom Cruise on a. On a uh, regular camera with uh, not special lighting and probably with not a lot of makeup, looked much older than he usually looks when I see him in uh, publications. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, because he is. Time is undefeated. (laughs) Did you let him know that? Did you yell to him? Hey, you look look old. old. (laughs) Scientology sucks! Scientology sucks! I started a chant going. 
Oh, boy. Yeah. Controversial. Yeah. So how does mailbag look? Oh, it's good. It's a solid start to the week, no doubt, and in a brand new series of freedom-loving quotes of the day I'm, I'm very excited about. Cool. We will get into the uh, the news of the day. We'll ease into it. We don't want to pull something, so we'll take it easy. Our text line again, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We've got clips of Kim Kardashian hosting Saturday Night Live. She was pretty funny. Or the writers were funny and she delivered in a funny way. She's pretty funny. Yeah, she's pretty polished. I mean, obviously. Well, well, yeah, you don't. In in her way. I've said this many times and I still believe it's true. You don't accidentally end up a billionaire. Or super crazy rich. You just don't. Nobody does. You know, and people claim that about Trump, or they claim it about this or that actor, actress, or whoever. You don't end up crazy rich by accident. You just don't. You know, it's funny you should bring up Trump. I think there's some similarities, honestly, between the Kardashian family and what they understood about, um, you know, the unrepresented chunk of America that doesn't have talk shows and they're not part of the intelligentsia. Um, specifically, the Kardashians realized they look like they like really crappy entertainment, really stupid, crappy entertainment of their sort. I'm a mom, a millionaire, a lawyer, a billionaire and an actress, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> wow, I didn't see it. I'll have to grab that on the DVR. Here's your freedom, love and quote of the day. Beginning a series. Of quotes from the founding documents of the United States of America. And we're going to start with, I should know how many words are in it, because I'm going to get the entirety of it tattooed on me one of these days. Wow. The First Amendment to the Constitution. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Does it say mostly peaceably or peaceably? No, it says peaceably. Mostly peaceful. With just a little arson. Nope, I'm sorry, I misread that. If you're going to get one tattooed on you, I thought it would be the repealing prohibition, but you're going to go with the First Amendment. (laughs) I live that one, Jack. (laughs) You know, Delaney and I have been discussing this uh, idea for a long time. My 22-year-old daughter, who, like me, is a a patriot and a lover of uh, liberty and the rest of it, Um, and we've agreed that the First Amendment is very long. What if I just had Amendment 1, religion, speech, press, assembly, Redress, maybe R O G. Redress O grievances on your lower back, kind of like a tramp stamp. Is that what you're looking at? <laughs> I didn't say that. It's funny you should make that assumption. That would be a pretty funny tramp stamp, though. <laughs> Have all those words like in really small script, making a butterfly, right? <laughs> in the shape of a butterfly. Mailbag. Did you know you can email us? Maybe you want to share your opinion, a comment. Maybe there's a link to something you think we ought to be talking about. It's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Once again, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Let's see, Roger with another freedom-loving quote of the day uh, from the great philosopher Tommy Smothers. The meaning of the word politics comes from the Greek root poly, meaning many, and ticks, meaning blood-sucking parasites. (laughs) How true. 
Yes, thank you. That comedy blast from the past. And one more political note from uh, JT and Livermore. Guys, uh, it's hilarious that AOC is talking about how we should be talking policy, specific policies within the giant bill versus just the top-line dollar amount. And I, we agree with her on that. He says the irony is that the Democratic policies don't poll very well unless you can convince enough people that the other guy will foot the bill. Policy ideas like open borders, partial birth abortion, endless welfare without a work incentive, raising taxes, having the IRS track every transaction over $600, revoking gun rights, restricting voter ID laws, tree equity. Almost every damn policy idea is opposed by the majority of the country. Well, well, I don't don't know what polling organization you're watching where they would present them like that. That's not the way any of the major polling organizations present them. They uh, present it as health care for children. You know, and that sort of stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah, as rosy as possible. But JT says, so if I'm in GOP leadership, I say, hell yes, let's talk about what's in the bill rather than the dollar amount. Now, it's in all the major polls where they ask the question differently, these things poll very, very well. And the question is, do you think uh, there should be more um, child care available for children? Like 80% of America says yes. Of course. Well, I'd, who could be against that? Richard in San Diego writes, after reading um, a story on Indigenous Peoples Day in my local paper, I wondered, is it right to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month? If we're not acknowledging Columbus, the tribes and nations that were in the Western Hemisphere in 1492 have to be as upset about the Hispanic population today as a paid holiday for a man who sailed the ocean blue. Just a thought. Well, yeah, the Spaniards came to the New World. So today's Columbus Day? It is. Okay. Slash Indigenous Peoples Day. Now, I heard something. Joe Biden made some reference to Indigenous Peoples Day. So is that like the uh, uh, non-official thing we're calling it now? Because officially on the books is a federal holiday. It's Columbus Day. It is officially Indigenous Peoples Day as well now. That was my understanding of his declaration last week. It was like Thursday of last week. Okay. And then Gary Kasparov, the former chess champion, Soviet dissident has got a piece in the Wall Street Journal today about why we should admire Columbus, which I thought was interesting. And You know, I'm sure he was a fine feller. Uh, Chris Steyerwald did a fabulous piece that I have handy uh, talking about how Columbus Day got started. And it is way, way, way more interesting than celebrating some Italian guy who, who sailed looking for spices. I mean, it is really interesting okay well let's do why that, that holiday right. exists we'll, we'll we'll tip our cap to uh to columbus yeah yeah what time is it well, yeah we've got plenty of time here's uh the always interesting paolo who likes to read a fellow by the name of steve qj who i don't know um but he writes for the left tilted forum uh or posts in medium he's a, a a black man and in a recent post he he wrote about the self-imposed infantilization of black people he's a real uh thomas sowell type if we don't challenge the people who have portrayed black people as weaklings, we can't be surprised when black children learn to think of themselves that way. If we allow black people to claim victimhood whenever it's convenient, we affirm the racists who think we're too weak, sensitive, and fragile to deserve respect. If we don't hold ourselves to the same standards as everybody else, we can't expect to be treated like everybody else. We can demand special treatment, or we can demand equality, but we can't demand both. Well, that was interesting. Huh. Need to hear more of those voices. Uh, let's see. Moving along. Guys, please do a segment on the latest information regarding the upcoming mandate for children to get vaccinated from the Chinese bat fever. I personally know of several families that may leave California over this issue. 
How can the SCDC and FDA approve an emergency authorization for ages 5 to 11? I understood that the emergency authorization means there are no effective therapies to treat COVID. With monoclonal antibody treatments and other therapies, the risk to children is extremely low. Robert actually writes relatively low. No, I'd say it's microscopic. Uh, with Pfizer and others seeking the emergency authorization, authorization for children, the issue is heating up. Well, we will be on it, Robert. We appreciate that. Oh, speaking of uh, Kaiser Health News, which he does in one of his sentences, um, they're out with a uh, study that says natural immunity is plenty robust. It's good and strong. So the scientific rationale, assuming that's true, because these things do change sometimes, assuming that's true, the rationale for forcing people who had COVID already to get vaccinated is, there. well, there isn't any. It's just a uh, big, dumb, blanket policy. And they're out saying today that if you've had COVID and the vaccine, you don't need a booster, which probably makes sense. Um, So we'll get into some of those things that we've mentioned, everything from Columbus to what's in that giant gazillion dollar bill that they're going to push on. And I have a major life revelation. Awesome. Major. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, my father was and still is such an influence and inspiration to me, and I credit him with really opening up my eyes to racial injustice. It's because of him that I met my first black person. (laughs) Want to take a stab in the dark at who it was? Um, I know it's sort of weird to remember the first black person you met, but OJ does leave a mark. Or several. Or none at all. I still don't know. (laughs) Wow. Kim Kardashian with some OJ jokes. That's some fine slashing humor there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Has her dad helped him get off? Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, more Kim Kardashian on SNL. (laughs) What's important is we can all laugh about it now. So uh, somebody brought up the idea of polling around uh, the, these giant issues that we're looking at turning ourselves into France over. I got some more on that coming up that's pretty darned interesting. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe hour three, the decline and fall of the Democratic Party. I have such a, I've compiled, I slaved away over the weekend, and I am building a case that they are so dangerously out of touch, their collapse is imminent. And that's not the, the sort of crap you hear from, from crappy outlets. This is non-crap. This is pure grade truth, or at least speculation. So around Also, the- I'm sorry, also, next hour, I've decided, segment two of next hour, a major life revelation. I learned something about myself this weekend that will shock you. So, uh, pronoun change? <laughs> That'll be the day. Her? No, I'd be a terrible woman. I can hardly pull off being a dude. So uh, a number of prominent Columbus statues have come down in the last two years, but there are still 6,000 Columbus statues up in cities and states across this country on this Columbus Day. Hey, Michael, do we still have our favorite Columbus Day clip from The Sopranos? Just thought of that. So... I uh, I think all of, I'd like to get rid of all the federal holidays. I'd like to get rid of all of them. Uh, maybe maybe Christmas. 
or Fourth of July. But but certainly all your Columbus Day, Martin Luther King Jr., all of them. I just I don't get it. I don't understand what's in it for us, the regular taxpayer. I don't I don't get why we do this. You know, the story of Columbus Day, I think, will illustrate why we have these holidays pretty well. Okay. And I admit it is a story I was ignorant of. Michael, is that a thumbs up or no? Uh, no. Okay. No. It has to be uh, edited, apparently. Oh, my. Or oh language. My. There was oh bad Lord. language on that show. I won't have it. Thank you for warning us. Anyway, so Chris Steyerwalt is writing in the dispatch about this. And Jack and I have Chris talked about Chris Steyerwalt, yes. who got fired from Fox... For calling Arizona for Biden, yes, which was true, yes, but he got yes. fired from Fox. Whoops. Anyway, so uh, he's writing uh, about the origin of Columbus Day, which we have decried as uh, a silly holiday. Um, and he he mentions, I'm skipping around a little bit, but he mentions how uh, those looking to tear down Columbus, both figuratively and literally, often talk about white supremacy and white privilege. But in 1892, when the first real national holiday honoring Columbus was held, no one would have thought of Italian-Americans as privileged, and many would not call them white. Indeed, that first holiday, which celebrated the unveiling of the 76-foot-tall monument to Columbus uh, next to Central Park in New York, was in part driven by an effort to fight back against a growing, often deadly racism directed at Italian immigrants and their families. And granted, the whole Columbus collection was a little weak, he writes, but uh, the uh, the idea had enormous appeal in the myth-making that was a necessary step in Italian-American assimilation. Uh, Anti-Italian bigotry was prevalent across the country. Um, New York Times wrote an article a couple of years ago on the subject. As the historian Jennifer Guglielmo writes, the newcomers encountered waves of books, magazines, and newspapers that bombarded Americans with images of Italians as racially suspect. They were shut out of schools, movie houses, labor unions, or consigned to church pews set aside for black people. They were described in the press as swarthy, kinky-haired, members of a criminal race, derided in the streets with epithets like Dago, Guinea, uh, da, 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 and more familiarly, racial insults like white enner and enner wop. So uh, Italians were kept out of labor unions, and then a half a century later, they're mobbed up and running labor unions Ironic. across the country. Yeah. It's progress. It's America, the land of opportunity. Then they mentioned that 130 years ago, Italian immigrants and blacks often made common cause, especially in New Orleans. They were the poor folks. They were uh, being worked like crazy, um, and they tended to be friends. And then they get to the story of uh, New Orleans police chief was gunned down and reportedly identified as assailants with an epithet for Italians, mass outrage. Authorities rounded up 19 Italians on thin pretenses. The following March, an all-white jury, picked specifically to include no Italian Americans, acquitted or failed to convict the first nine defendants. There's no damn evidence. The next morning, a well-organized lynch mob arrived at the city jail. Mob killed 11 of the defendants. Here's where it gets really interesting. But the press coverage near and far was favorable. As the Associated Press put it, this is the AP. Quote, it was not an unruly midnight mob. It was simply a sullen, determined body of citizens who took into their own hands what justice had ignominiously failed to do. Wow. Meanwhile, so white America's this like, is, this is fine. This is also a good dose of, so you think the media's bad now. Yeah. I mean, look at that. That's incredible. No, they, they, this mob was just doing what the justice system had failed to do. So it's a good thing. 
You know, if you want to read something similar, and that's a great point, uh, my hero, H.L. Mencken, in the early to early mid part of the 20th century, wrote some incredibly powerful, scathing stuff about how the state of uh, Maryland, specifically, which is where he hailed from, uh, was soft on lynching. And he just, he oh man, did he go after him? And he was one of the leaders in, in getting that to end. He shamed the politicians into doing that. So yeah, there's a, there a tremendous amount of lynching, including of the Italians in this, uh, in this case. So now we're getting to the holiday. So this created a diplomatic nightmare for President Harrison at the time. Italy was furious about the incident, but he didn't want to appear like he was knuckling under to foreign demands. He was about to uh, begin a rematch against the man he'd beat in in 1888, Grover Cleveland. Both candidates were courting Italian-American voters who were becoming increasingly important. He needed to show he's not bigoted against Italians, especially after the horrific slaughter and lynchings and this blah, blah, blah. So he declared Columbus Day to honor Italians. It was a political move at a time of crisis. I did not know that. So it's interesting. I'm still against it as a federal holiday. Um, It's interesting that Gary Kasparov, the Soviet dissident, is writing in the Wall Street Journal today about the reason why we should continue to honor Columbus. And his stuff, as a foreigner... Is all about um, uh, we should admire Columbus for you know reaching beyond wanting to accomplish things that sort of stuff, um, not uh, decrying him for doing what was you know okay at the time. Every single civilization, including the indigenous ones, were doing it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but that's not why we we made it a holiday. We didn't make it a holiday to honor the fact that Columbus was so. Far-reaching and, and, and far-thinking and, 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 and willing skillful to, sailor, willing to risk it all, and that's the way we all need to be. It didn't have anything to do with that. They needed a prominent Italian to show, "Hey, I'm up with the Italians." So hopefully, you get the vote when you're running for president. Yeah, I would agree. Which makes it an even worse federal holiday. Then why why would all federal workers get the day off? Explain that to me. Why well, it's all dumb? Why is a taxpayer? Am I? Do I like the idea of federal workers getting a day off? The rest of us go to work. And why, as a Mick, am I working on St. Patrick's Day? Huh? <laughs> it's unfair. Unfair. I like dumb. You know the whole, and and this uh, kind of fits under the same umbrella as that email we got during mailbag, uh, talking about how. If you're like uh, super sympathetic, you make make a lot of noise about the indigenous people and the history of this country and the genocide and blah blah blah. And a lot of it's true and a lot of it's ugly. But again, it was going on in every single corner of the earth at the time. Um, you have to then paint the Hispanic people of the Western world as every bit the equal in evil as the white people. I mean, my God, you're worried about indigenous people? Yet celebrating National Hispanic Month, the Spanish ran roughshod over Central and South America, committed slaughters that defy the the, 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 the imagination. They're sickening. So none of that, none of this stuff is actually about conscience and good and, and, and evil and the rest of it. It's just about power. It's just about getting people on their heels so they can't resist your, your policy desires. So if you got caught in the great Southwest Airlines airport apocalypse of 2021, give us a text, 415-295-KFTC. What was it like? What were they telling you? What do you think was going on there? We'll talk some more about that. Um, 
Low appraisals nationwide have become a big problem. So your house seems like it's worth a lot of money and you want to sell and then the uh, it doesn't appraise. And apparently this is becoming a giant problem all across the country. That would really suck. Yeah, that's an interesting sign. The bank's saying, yeah, we're not going to lend you money at that value. It's not worth that. I don't think it's worth the X. Well, that's the bank saying this feels a little bubbly to me. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Uh, we can touch on that. Did you see? I tweeted this out yesterday. Um, this funny meme. We should all dress up like this for when William Shatner returns from space. Did you see that? So we no, all, I didn't. We all put on the monkey costumes like from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and then when William Shatner comes back from space, he's landed on. <laughs> I love it. Great idea. Well, you just get all 7 billion people on board. It would really be a funny, funny prank. Come on, everybody. Let's do this. <laughs> Don't we need something lighthearted? Uh, so uh, all that all that stuff we mentioned. Um, oh, and some of the polling I really want to get into on, well, actually a bunch of different issues that are just all over the place. That's on the way. Again, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm Kim Kardashian West. I'm a mother, millionaire, law student, and billionaire. I'm also the proud owner of Skims Shapewear Products. Skims has given comfort and support to millions of women of all shapes and sizes, but we're just getting started. Introducing new Skims Shapewear for thick dogs product on the market that will comfortably accentuate your dog's curves no matter how thick that butt yeah um <laughs> i'm a law student millionaire mother and billionaire uh so we were talking a little bit about the polling on the uh, quintillion dollar build back better thing found this really interesting cbs poll yesterday so the individual items when worded this way are unbelievably popular are you for lowering prescription drug prices by the way, Sarah Isger on the Dispatch, if you don't know her, you ought, you ought to follow her, but she has done several fantastic pieces, and she's a person who has run communications for major campaigns. She knows more about polling than practically anybody in the world. She says issue polling is worthless. Worthless. Except as propaganda. Except as, well, it's worth something as that, yeah. But in yeah. terms of but, but in terms of you or anyone else knowing what people actually think about something, it's worthless. But anyway, when asked this, are you for lowering prescription drug prices? <laughs> yeah, I am in theory. But uh, anyway, so 88 By pers- shoving a thousand children off a cliff. <laughs> they leave that part off. Or crushing the economy and turning us into France. But anyway, right. 88% of Americans are for that. Well, there you go. How about Medicare coverage for dental, eye, and hearing? As Bernie keeps saying, old people will get hearing aids. Uh, 84% of people are for that. Paid family medical leave. Well, of course, I'd like someone else to pay for that. 73%. Universal pre-K which is adding another year of uh, child care for free. Two-thirds of Americans are for that. And so when I was hearing hearing some of this polling yesterday, I thought, I was thinking about my own uh, uh, politics and just wondering, how how did I get to be the way I am about politics? Because 
you know, it'd be easy to accuse me at this point in my life where I'm having a little bit of success. Of course, you know, I don't want to pay for all this other stuff for other people. But I didn't dig this stuff even when I was poor. So how do you, how do you end up like even when I there was not here's it. This is what I'm trying to say. I'll make it brief. I don't remember a point in my life ever where I was wanting something from the government. I don't Mm-mm. think I ever have. Even when I was working three jobs and driving a crappy car that I was behind on the payments are, and I mean, every outward objective look at my life was going poorly, it was never in my mind ever that the federal government needs some sort of program to help me with this. Yeah. It never yeah. even crossed my mind. And so I was just wondering, how many people care about this? Well, I'm going to get to that in just a second. Because it's really quite astounding. Now, in terms of the um, uh, understanding of this three and a half trillion dollar infrastructure program, about sixty francification. Per- please don't dignify it with that term. About sixty percent of people say they've heard about the three point five trillion dollar spending program. They, they the the number. Only forty percent have heard about the Medicare coverage. Only forty percent have heard about the lowering Medicare Medicare drug prices. have heard about the tax increases for high-income people. But you have less than two-thirds that have heard about it at all. And then those that have only know a little bit about what's in it. So as AOC, I think, correctly pointed out, and I think people on the right, too, how about we discuss what's in it as opposed to the, 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 the total number? It's just weird. But then even more importantly than that, this is what I find absolutely fantastic. Um, when asked, is this going to have an effect on your life? Two-thirds of people said it either wouldn't help or would have no effect on their lives. So no effect or wouldn't help may add it up to two-thirds. Only a third said it would help their lives. Hmm. So why in the hell are we even discussing the idea of spending $3.5 trillion when two-thirds of Americans say wouldn't do anything for me? I just think it's a, a power grab. It's a desire to redesign the relationship between the people and the government by a sincere ideologues who think socialism works, which makes them idiots, or or b those who just want to grow the government because they are siphoning off a, a percentage of uh, the tax dollars that flow through it. So, getting back to what I was just saying about how there's never been a point in my life where I was thinking, why doesn't the government have a program that help me with this or help me with that? It's never crossed my mind. Two-thirds of Americans, they're talking about throwing around levels of money that un- unheard of in the history of the planet, which would get us up around $10 trillion, and two-thirds of Americans say, well, it wouldn't help me. Right, there's or no make no difference factor. in my life. There, there's no coalition of Americans begging for this, really. So is it the third that thinks it would help their life, along with another chunk of people, I don't need it, but maybe it would help other people, and they're just good-hearted to me, don't understand economics, people. So that gets you over 50%. Is that it? I mean, I, I don't even understand how the Democratic Party exists if two-thirds of people say this kind of spending wouldn't do, wouldn't help me, wouldn't make any difference to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and how and, the hell does it have any momentum at all? <laughs> well, I think they, you're, I think you've, you've nailed it. You have a certain percentage, about a third, who say, yeah, I want this stuff. I really do. And then a significant percentage, you think, yeah, those poor beleaguered people can't possibly get ahead without the government shoveling cash their way. So yes, I think this is a good idea. It's that uh, limousine liberalish, uh, I guess, paternalistic view of, of Americans. Most people are too stupid to achieve any success like I have. So they need help. But wouldn't you hope if you're going to spend that kind of money? 
three and a half trillion dollars that you'd get more than a third of Americans who say it would have any impact, any impact, positive impact on their lives. Well, yes, and you'd think, given the mind-bogglingly disproportionate historical size of the thing, it's like a guy hitting 11 home runs in a single baseball game, (laughs) all right? It's not like a guy hitting five. It's like 11. Um, Given that, you'd think virtually every American would be talking constantly about this. I mean, it is a restructuring of not only our government, but the relationship between people and their government, the relationship between people and their employer, people and their doctor. I mean, it is ginormous and yet eh, people are dimly aware yeah i hear something's going on three and a half trillion dollars is something or other i think my kid gets to go to uh daycare for free how many people go through their lives without ever thinking the government should help me out here i, I don't know and what is it is it genetic is it upbringing yeah, is it culture know. from your part of the country uh, maybe all of the above Huh. I always thought I should get a better job or I should have tried harder in college or things like that. I didn't think, yeah. how come the government doesn't have a program to help me? Well, next hour, I, Joe Getty, with a major life disclosure. Uh, if you can't listen live, uh, grab it via podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand at armstrongandgetty.com or wherever podcasts are distributed. Armstrong and Getty.